There's something the pandemic has taught us that most of us probably haven't thought about before. It's the power of a grand experiment. It may have been an unplanned experiment, the pandemic, but for going on two years now, we've gotten to try all sorts of new ways of living and working. And now millions are trying to figure out how to use their newfound knowledge to transform how they live and work for good. We're talking a lot about this great resignation, but I really believe the great resignation has been powered by the great experiment. Coming up on the Coaching and Positive Psychology podcast, we're going to talk about the power of developing a temperament to experiment and how experimenting with change might just be the approach you need to get yourself unstuck on the path to achieving your biggest goals. about you, but when I think back on when the pandemic first happened, it was a shock to my system. I'm thinking back on that week when everything seemed to change back in March of 2020. Uh, That Monday of that week happened to be the last day in our office, the office that we had renovated and worked from for four years. That Thursday ended up being the last day of the school year for all three of our kids. It started the foray into school from home, and that Friday was the first of many speaking engagements I had lined up for that spring that got canceled or postponed. You know what happens because you probably had a similar week of things changing suddenly. Everything came to a grinding halt. For my family, within six weeks, my husband was furloughed. He was a commercial pilot for 20 years, and the year before the pandemic, he had started a new job we loved because he got to be at home every single day as opposed to flying all the time, uh, where he was training pilots. And he got furloughed, and within a few months, that furlough turned into a layoff right when he was scheduled to go back to work. Our worlds, in so many ways, felt like they were turned upside down as the pandemic took off. But then something happened. It wasn't just me. I heard other people saying similar things. But what I realized is I didn't actually mind the slower pace. In fact, I didn't just like it. I think I needed it. Um, My husband and I kind of liked being home together all day. Uh, I discovered that I'm not an effective kindergarten teacher. I really gained a new appreciation for teachers in the pandemic. And nor am I a homeschooler. And you know what? I figured out that I really didn't miss traveling all that much. I definitely didn't miss airports at all. (laughs) The pandemic led to an experiment for me uh, of 16 months not getting on an airplane. I hadn't gone a year without getting on an airplane in my entire adult life. And in fact, when I got a call late in the spring of 2020 to speak over video conference to financial advisors for Merrill Lynch that June, And then I did that first virtual engagement. I remember uh, finishing up my talk, shutting down the computer, and just sitting there in my seat in my home office thinking, did I just do a speaking engagement from my house? (laughs) And of course, the answer was yes. Yes, I did. In fact, 2020 uh, for me turned out to be a year when I spoke more than any previous year that I've spoken professionally, which is more than 20 years those virtual engagements made up 
pretty much all of my speaking engagements in 2020, except for one that I had done in February. I would speak for Apple and Wells Fargo and the CDC and LinkedIn, Home Depot and Cisco. And I mean, the list just went on and on speaking virtually. Who knew? It was an experiment. What we have been through collectively has been one big unplanned experiment. And many have discovered things they like about the experiment and the things they didn't like about how their life was going. And so here's my point. Experiments are an incredible way to figure out what you ought to be doing to get to the vision you have. Oftentimes we feel like we've got to just create this plan and stick with the plan. But big plans require big commitment. And so a lot of times we end up creating a plan, but not actually going for the plan or taking way too long over analyzing the plan. The great experiment that we've had these last couple of years kind of reminds me a little bit of what our guest in the last episode, Robin May, said about the pandemic being a trauma, that it literally rises to the level of a collective trauma. It was a death of sorts, a death of how life had been. And even if we go back to many of our old ways of being, we've still seen what life can be if it's done a bit differently. And so being a death of sorts, it's a major loss, a loss of life and work as we knew it. And a major loss usually causes us to reevaluate everything. Have you ever been through a divorce, a terrible breakup, the loss of a loved one, a job loss, a bankruptcy? When you have a major loss, you get clear about what's a priority and what isn't. It's like you suddenly wake up to the fact that your life is not a dress rehearsal. This is it. And nothing's promised. And maybe it's time to act like it. So while we didn't plan the experiment of the pandemic, it still has had this effect, in many ways a positive effect, that experiments can have. And that's what I want you to think about for a moment. That's what I want to spend a little time in this episode talking about. How could you actually create more intentional experiments so that you can find and discover the right path to your goals and overcoming the challenges that you're currently dealing with? I came up with this term, the temperament to experiment when I was writing my book, It's About Time, The Art of Choosing the Meaningful Over the Urgent. In fact, the temperament to experiment is actually the title of one of the chapters. And so when I began thinking about the idea of the pandemic having forced an experiment on us, I realized that there really is this this connection that so many people have done things so differently that they're now saying, hey, I, I want to make some permanent changes. Um, maybe this isn't the right career for me, or maybe I do work too much, or maybe I want to homeschool my kids after all. I'd never done that before, but maybe that's uh, what I actually want to do. And so what is it that's going on in your life right now? A challenge, maybe it's an opportunity, and you're trying to figure out what the best way forward is. What if you approached it like an experiment? 
when I think about positive psychology and what positive psychology might say about experimenting, I think of several different pieces of research and knowledge from positive psychology that I think really apply here. So the first one is novelty. So novelty is just when we experience something new. And when we experience something new, something happens in the brain. It's like our brain lights up. We, we have an interest because it's new. In fact, when you think about how you spend your time, sometimes novelty causes a problem. It can cause distraction. It can cause you to, you know, watch funny videos on TikTok or YouTube rather than doing the thing you always do that you actually need to do and need to focus on because it's new and it's novel, right? But we can use novelty to our advantage. An experiment is novel. An experiment is just trying something out that's new, doing things in a way that we haven't done it before in order to just see what happens, to see if it actually works better or gets the results we want. So one, it taps into novelty, and the research shows us that novelty can boost positive emotion, can create uh, new levels of interest. But it also taps into the concept of self-efficacy. So self-efficacy is basically believing that you can do what you set out to do. It's kind of a psychological term for confidence. And what we know about self-efficacy is that little wins give you confidence to go for bigger wins. So when you have an experiment, you say, I'm going to try this out for a week. That's not such a huge commitment, right? It's, it's, I'm going to try it out. And if it works, then you're building up your capacity, your confidence to say, let me, let me try a little bit more. Let me stretch a little bit more beyond that. But if we're just experimenting and we're doing it in a, in a short period of time, we can build up our confidence that, hey, maybe I could do this a little longer. That actually uh, happened with me as we were working on the book. It's about time. My husband and I actually did some of our experiments together, and then some we tried separately. And um, one that, that we tried separately was for me and my business, um, because I was feeling that I was giving too much time to my work, more time than I was actually able to give and still be able to give time to my family, my personal life that I wanted. And so my husband and I brainstormed for what I could do and what we came up with to me sounded really radical, which was I was going to try for one month working every other day. Like even when I heard it, I thought, can you do that? And then I thought, well, part of the reason that you said you wanted to start a business when you were still in school was because you wanted to have the flexibility to choose your own schedule so that you could have a family and spend the kind of time with your family that you wanted. I was like, this is what you did it for. And then you went uh, and started a business and kept operating it as though you were working in corporate America and had to work a certain schedule. So when I thought every other day, I thought, yeah, that sounds good. I don't, I don't know how this is going to go, but <laughs> I'm willing to try it. I'm going to try it for a month. So I let my team know and the, you know, we already had half days on Friday. So basically I was cutting the schedule in half because I was working a full day Monday, off Tuesday, full day Wednesday, off Thursday. This was the experiment and a half day Friday. What I discovered was because I was committed to getting my work done, I became a lot more focused on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, especially Mondays and Wednesdays, because if I didn't get the work done, I knew I wasn't going to take the next day off. Amazingly, I never had to, to opt out of taking a day off. 
because it created a deadline and a sense of urgency for me. And I happen to work pretty well with a sense of urgency. (laughs) It's almost like the adrenaline kicked in and my focus kicked in. And I was actually more productive working every other day than I was working every day. In fact, when I got to the end of that month, I had the confidence, I had built enough self-efficacy to decide to keep going. In fact, that experiment went on for a full year. And what amazed me was I got to the end of that year experiment, that year-long experiment, and looked back and realized that the business had had its best year to date with me working about half the amount of time that I had all the years prior. That blew me away. Now, I didn't continue with that exact schedule, but I did change my approach to taking time off. And I continued to do experiments. In fact, earlier this year, I did an experiment of taking a summer break with my kids. I was like, I liked summer break. Didn't you like summer break when you were growing up? I think I'm going to try that as an experiment. And that's exactly what I did. Took the summer off. Now, that required a lot leading up to it in the spring to get all the content and things I needed to get done in order to do it. But I did it. And that's an experiment I plan to continue in this coming year. Summer break. So self-efficacy can be built when we try something small, and especially when it works, we go to something bigger. But it also, when we're doing experiments, it allows us to tweak. So just because an experiment works doesn't mean you have to do it exactly as is forever. But what you may do is learn that there are new and better ways of doing things. You learn in a way that doesn't happen when you create a grand plan and say it has to be this way because sometimes then we end up feeling like we have to stick with things because we planned them as opposed to trying things out and making that a part of our planning process. That planning becomes fluid. It becomes something that we're doing in real time and we are trying it out and we are evaluating And we're deciding what we're going to continue doing more of and what we're going to tweak. The other piece that goes back to some of the positive psychology research is commitment. So in the research on goal setting, around goal setting theory, one of the outcomes from that research is this idea that the bigger the goal, the bigger the commitment we must make to that goal. And so when you have big goals, things that you're trying to do, the commitment level has to be really high. But when you turn it into an experiment and you're going to try something out to see if it works, the commitment isn't as great because really what you're committing to is the time frame that you've set up for the experiment. So we tap into this idea of commitment and we kind of manipulate the commitment a little bit by trying it out, seeing how we can build up some of that confidence and then make a decision about how we move forward. But the other piece that this taps into from the positive psychology research is the concept of play. So we know that play is a happiness trigger. It boosts our positive emotion. But there are a few reasons that play is so important for our success. So one, it reduces stress, right, when we're playing. One of the reasons it reduces stress is it moves us from performance and productivity and results to experience for experience's sake. In other words, it reduces the pressure. So whenever I have taught coaches about this technique of uh, experimenting, just have your clients experiment. Just say, hey, would you be willing to try this out this week, right? 
what happens is clients all of a sudden have this lightness in their voice. Like, yeah, that would be, yeah, I want to try this experiment. An experiment is, is playful. It, it, it doesn't feel quite so serious. It is like saying, you know what? Um, I know I'm having to pick out this outfit for something that's super important, but right now I'm just going in the dressing room and trying this on. And we all know trying it on is kind of fun. You're checking it out. You're looking at it. You're deciding if you really like it. But at the end of the day, you're not committing to wearing it, let alone buying it, right? So there's something about experimenting that's very, very playful. And if you experiment with other people, like you're on this journey as a team, or you're doing experiments with your spouse, like my husband and I did when we were experimenting with how to use our time, it actually promotes bonding. There's a deeper connection that comes because play actually connects us. It helps us to build the bonds of relationship. So there's so much that experimenting taps into, and I want you to try it, okay? So I'm just going to give you some Uh, Just some simple directions to try your own experiment out of this podcast, whether you're experimenting with your workout schedule and you're trying something new or you're trying a different type of workout or you're wanting to experiment with how you're spending your time or doing something different in your finances or in a relationship. I mean, just think about an area where you are trying to figure out the right way forward and then give yourself permission to just experiment with it. I want you to develop a temperament to experiment, and here's how. So this actually comes from page 176, and it's about time. I'm just sharing with you exactly what I share in the book about how to create your own experiment. So number one, identify a challenge uh, that's stressing you or frustrating you, okay? And then ask, what could I do differently that might solve this challenge or have a positive impact on alleviating my stress or the frustration of this challenge? Okay, and then create parameters for trying out the idea that are specific and actionable. So, for example, mine was I'm going to try working every other day. Right. And I could do that because I was in a business for myself. So you might try something different. It might be about your bedtime schedule. Right. It might be about how you're doing homework with your kids. Just figure out something different you're going to do and have those parameters be specific and actionable. And then give your time, your uh, experiment, a time frame. So are you doing it for a day? Are you doing it for a week? Is it for a month? How long are you doing it for? And then set a reminder at the end of that time frame to reflect on the experiment. Okay, you're going to reflect back to see how did it work? Okay, and you're going to coach yourself with these questions. So one, did it change my life or the situation in the way that I was hoping? Okay, did it change what I was hoping it would change? Number two, what worked well? Because something worked well, you want to keep doing it or find a way to, to apply more of that. Third, what didn't work so well? That's the great thing about experiments. You don't have to keep doing what didn't work. And then when you look at what didn't work so well, ask yourself, how could I change or tweak what didn't work well? So now you're engaging in that process and you're being intentional about changing what you did to refine it and make it better. And then lastly, do I want to turn this experiment into a permanent change? So now you get to decide, do I want to keep doing this? Like I did with my, with my experiment, I decided I would keep doing it. I kept doing it for a whole year. And then at the end of that year, I changed what I was doing and I changed some things for the better, but I decided I wasn't going to continue on that exact schedule. And yet I had shifted my thinking about productivity. So that's it. 
This pandemic has taught us something about the power of experimenting. And we can take that and we can use it in our own lives to come up with the best way forward as we're moving towards our own vision. What's your experiment going to be? I would love to hear about it in the comments on my social media pages or in a review of this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'll talk to you next time.